Welcome to Inside the Economy. I'm Larry House. Thanks for joining me. Quick view at the uh, numbers level everywhere. Uh, as the equity markets in the U.S. are kind of flat and the markets everywhere else are down a little bit, uh, American manufacturing is continuing to move forward. Very strong, very positive. Uh, the ISM, the Institute of Supply Management survey, came in over 60. Uh, that's very positive, well above where it usually is in the middle to high 50s. Uh, GDP for the first quarter, the last estimate for the first quarter of GDP was lowered, has been lowered. It's down to two. I think that number is going to be a lot more robust in the second quarter. Remember, that's not annualized. That's just the quarter quarterly estimate. We'll start getting the new second quarter numbers pretty soon. We'll also start getting the second quarter earnings numbers out of the S&P 500 very soon. They will be very positive, very robust. Some of that due to the tax law, some of it due to a lot of economic activity. Nothing exciting in unemployment. Anybody who wants a job has got a job. And the PCE, which is a great indicator of inflation, is still at two. No news there. Tiny bond rally. Yields came down, prices went up again. Nonstop flight to quality. I think we'll have, very confident, we'll have one more rate increase in 2018. On the outside, we might have two. So oil has been kind of in the markets and in the news and on a lot of people's minds. It's an OPEC deal. Uh, the Saudis agreed to put some more oil out on the marketplace, basically to make up for what Iran, Libya, and Venezuela have lost. All of their production is down. They're not just withholding it. They're truly down. Libya and the Iranians are, have the technology from the 80s, and Venezuela has a whole bunch of other problems. But here are the average OPEC per barrel prices. We're up a little higher than the average. We're about 74 right now. I don't think that's going to hold. The higher you go in oil production these days, the more it inspires people like the Canadians and the Americans and a few others to go down and open up the valve and get the flow of oil going again. Anyway, price of gasoline, well, it's the summer driving season. 9.3 million gallons of gasoline going out, which is something of a record. But the price, well, it's about average. Summer driving season is when a lot of these oil companies make their money. It's not a huge market problem. It's a, well, they're going to go out and drive, so let's charge them a little more for it. After September, these prices will very likely come down, assuming there isn't any weird problem with OPEC. We'll just have to pay it for now. Inventory of single-family homes actually is lower than it's been in a long time. Even hot markets, Tacoma, Denver, Austin, that sort of thing. Inventory is way down. And it has, for a first time in a long time, around the country, every time you see green or light green, or tan, those are positive increases in the price of a home that's sitting on the market. First time in a long time, there isn't a lot of red or yellow on this chart. The prices are up, inventory is down, sales aren't flying out the door like they used to. New mortgages aren't flying out the door. There's some refis and some home equity lines of credit, but new purchases are slowing. The market is there. There are a lot of people that are afraid 
of seeing mortgages in the fives? <laughs> well, anyway, that's just the nature of the market. There isn't any drama out there. Construction in general is doing very well, mostly commercially on the private side. That's the dark line here. It's cracked through a trillion dollars of stuff about to be placed in service. A lot of warehouses, a lot of strip shops, a lot of new space for business and manufacturing. The light blue line up there is basically public infrastructure, schools, a lot of bond issues gone through. Even here in Denver, we've got a new bond issue. It's going to drop a billion dollars into the system. You're going to see more and more of that as we start working on the infrastructure. Yeah, the I word that'll start coming up here in September in a big way. The numbers are very positive and creeping forward. Now, that brings up the question of what's the debt picture look like? Every now and then, debt comes up as a big issue, generally government debt. If you look at these numbers, and these are gauged as a percentage of GDP, percentage of our total gross domestic product, almost all the lines, the blue down there in the bottom, well, that's municipal and local governments. They've been prudent. It's been rough on them. They'll probably have some more issues coming up here pretty soon, but their level of total debt against GDP is pretty small. The next one is non-financial corporations. Your basic non-bank kept pretty typical level of debt over the years. That big one right there, that kind of green one, well, that's the federal government. Debt went way up, liquefying the 2008 kind of crisis. Uh, it'll take a while before we uh, roll that stuff off. The other two, financial institutions, households, and nonprofits. Debt's been coming down. It's kind of stabilized right now, but the long-term trend, that'll be down. Debt is not a huge issue. You can make it an issue. The numbers don't necessarily support that. The kind of debt, and I'm a great believer in what kind of debt your basic corporate American company has. And this is a very positive sign. The brown is short-term debt, money markets, two years or less, sometimes five years or less. Short-term is more volatile debt. Short-term is easier to get. Now up here in the top is that light blue. That's long-term, longer than five year. Corporate America has funded itself on a long-term basis with long-term money the way you're supposed to. Their balance sheets look fairly well. And uh, there again, it's another piece supporting the basic health of U.S. corporate. You have to ask yourself at this point how the global economy is reacting to all of this. Most of the equity markets in the world are down or on the way down. We'll talk about China here in a minute. But you have to look at who owns what. This is United States equities. This is the total number. Who owns the U.S. stocks, meaning who has confidence in U.S. companies? And you look down there in the bottom, most of those lines, and that's pension funds, that's local governments, they own a share of U.S. equities. They generally own bonds. But those who own equities is that pink line up there at the top. That's the rest of the world. The blue line there in the middle are basically the new and very popular investing vehicle, ETFs, electronically traded funds. That's how people buy the S&P 500 and a lot of equities. But it's the rest of the world that owns U.S. stocks, 
They have a great deal of confidence in it, as much as I do. I don't see that changing. Now, the dip you see up there is one of the reasons <laughs> is the dollar is getting stronger. If you buy an asset in the United States with a currency other than the dollar, you have to be careful because if the dollar gets stronger, and it is getting stronger, it requires that you use more of your currency to get the same equivalent to dollar. So most of these investors are big investors, individuals and institutions, and they're buying these assets in dollars. They have a lot of assets in dollars. So it doesn't have a great deal of in impact if the yen or the yuan or the euro is dropping against the dollar. So finally, uh, as a lot of the uh, tariff discussion continues to wave through the media, uh, this is the kind of impact it has in real terms. This is the Shanghai Stock Exchange. This is the closest thing that China has to a semi-fairly traded marketplace. It's really not done a thing since 2015. Your basic Chinese investor, if they couldn't get their money out of China and with the capital controls they have right now, they're not going to get the money out of China. Uh, their outlook is not that great. China's biggest customer, United States, they're having a little tiff. Germany's near biggest customer, the United States, are having a little tiff. So is Canada and a number of other people. And their markets are all down, reflecting that this is not good news for them. They're the sellers, we're the buyers. The nature of what the media calls a tariff war is, and I've said before, is basically a way to adjust prices. And we are in that cycle right now. I don't see the Chinese equity market recovering in the near future. There's nothing that would drive it up. There's not going to be a, a magic turnaround and everybody feel good about the years that China has put tariffs on U.S. goods, and we couldn't due to the nature of the rules in the World Trade Organization. I think in the next couple of weeks, you'll hear more about the WTO, the World Trade Organization. But for now, uh, your portfolios have very little exposure in the emerging markets. It's a good thing they're down. Nothing in China. Uh, and we're reviewing a lot of the higher quality positions in Europe. I think they're going to have to go through some issues too. But for now, there isn't any other drama. I appreciate you joining me, uh, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks.